It's a brand new day, and we're putting the AM in American politics. We've seen the darkness of division and despair and are now jumping into the light of a bright path forward. Progress is here, and we're sharing its story with you, for you, all with the help of Signal Boost. Now, here are your hosts, Zerlina Maxwell and Jess McIntosh. Welcome to Signal Boost. This is Jess McIntosh. I am here with my partner, Zerlina Maxwell, and we are joined right now by one of our favorite people to watch on the television. We're about to start listening to Jay Ellis is joining us. He has the new podcast, Written Off, uh, which looks absolutely fantastic. Jay, thank you so much for being here. Hey, thank you so much for having me. I'm glad to be here. So first of all, where are you out of the country? Not to blow up your spot or anything, but I just... Well, then you're blowing it up. You can't say not to, but then blow it (laughs) up. Sorry. (laughs) Apologies. No, I'm uh, I'm in Croatia right now. (laughs) Is it? Are you filming something there? I'm just all up. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm uh, yeah, I'm here hanging out. Yeah. Excellent. Well, I was just curious because you know, out of the country, I'm like traveling in COVID. I'm always. I always have (laughs) follow-up questions. Um, but I'm, we're so happy to have you on just be, uh, because we're big fans, obviously, of Insecure, which is sadly going to be ending in this oh, season. Devastating. Um, we are all devastated. Um, but the first question I have is actually about this podcast written off because yeah. this is such a unique idea. Um, and one of the things I think of a lot about actually is when when people are incarcerated, unfortunately, as a society, we for, we forget we forget them the family members don't the people who love them don't but mm-hmm. as a as writ large um and and mm-hmm. there are gifts and talents and skills and genius that we lose when we um you know incarcerate people and sort of put them quote unquote out of our minds um so how did this project come about because centering the art the poems the um genius of of formerly incarcerated people is something that i just I'm like, how did somebody not make this before? This is such so, <laughs> a good idea. I mean, I, I think to your point, you're right. Like we 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 write them off, so to speak, right? We forget about them and they are left behind and then and then they come home and like they don't have opportunities, right? So, you know, I started working with this organization called Inside Out Writers uh a few years ago. I was actually invited uh to uh, Central Juvenile Hall in LA County to witness a class. And the guy who was teaching the class is my producing partner, Aaron Bergman. And he was like, hey, these kids know blue from the game. They're going to go crazy. Mind you, Insecure is like two seasons in, but they're like, yo, it's, it's, they're going to know blue. He's going to know blue from the game. It's going to be crazy. So I go in there and it was these five young men who came in who ranged from like 15 to 17, 14 to 17, something like that all in for different things. And some of them were there for different reasons. Some were there for the snacks. Some were there to write. Some were there just because they didn't have another activity to go to in that free period. And so, you know, we sat around and we started talking and all of a sudden, like you hear these guys, just you, you hear their stories, you hear their genius, you hear their creativity all start to come out. And in this case, it was all based on a prompt. It was a Kendrick Lamar song that was used as a prompt. And these kids started writing about like the things that they know. And the, the teacher said, you know, most people look at you and they say, you know, this is an inmate, this is case number, this is a kid, this is a juvenile. 
you know, who's been in the system, whatever it is, and they don't think about you as a person. So write about the things that you know. And it was just absolutely amazing to see each one of these men, like these young boys transform uh, as they stood up and read their pieces and they realized themselves all the things that they know. And like each of them, like their, their shoulders were back a little bit more and they stood a little bit taller. And it was just, it was, it was powerful. It was inspiring. I was trying not to cry. Uh, and from there, I was like, oh, I want to find a way to get these voices out into the world and, and have these people heard and have their writing like loved and acknowledged and respected. I was struck by how many stars you have participating. You've got Issa Rae, you've got Randall Park. I don't have the list in front of me, but you've got, you've got like half a dozen really big names that are <laughs> actually going to read the works by these young people w was that a difficult ask or was it the kind of thing where you picked up the phone and you said i'm doing this project and everybody said oh my god why has nobody done this project yet i'm in <laughs> i'll tell you what i'm horrible at asking my friends to do stuff because i know how much i get asked to do stuff and it is always that line of like you want to help people and you want to do things and you want to participate but you also just want like a day off and you want to chill but I knew all of these people, like to your point, it's, you know, it's John Legend, it's Issa Rae, it's Kiki Palmer, Yvonne Orji, Randall Park, Karamo from Queer Eye, um, uh, Dasha Polanco from Orange is the New Black and from uh, In the Heights. Like, it, it, is, it is such a great cast of people like, and, and they're all, they have such huge hearts. And so I knew when I was asking all of them that like they would, I had a feeling they all would say yes. And then once we sent over, or once I sent over rather, you know, what we were actually doing. And then when each of them got to read some of the writing, like every single person responded back and was like, when do you need this by? Absolutely. Yes, I want to do it. So it, it did go smoother than I thought it would, uh, which is great. And, and all, all those folks stood up and, and gave us their talents and really uplifted these voices. And they did an amazing job. It's so important to sort of highlight the fact that there is genius everywhere. Um, yeah. And, you know, we shouldn't be, quote unquote, you know, writing off anyone um, because of, of anything in their background or in their circumstances. Um, and so it feels like this is, you know, the kind of podcast that will allow people to at least have that thought process. Um, but also in terms of what you want people to sort of take away from the episodes, you know, what are the, what are some of the standout moments um, that, you know, are your favorites? I mean, it, it's hard to pick, I'm sure, but um, that you oh, think man, people will really be drawn to. Not your, not your favorite. But just like, <laughs> two, just rank the kids in order of how much you liked them. That's all. It's not no, I think you're right. I mean, listen, I think everyone brings something completely different. Um, you know, I'm not going to name names because they'll all come after me if I do. And I truly <laughs> do love each one of them the same. I know that's such a parent thing to say, but it is real. I do love each of them the same. But I think for me, the biggest thing that I take away from it and that I hope other folks actually take away from it is that like, to your point, like, there's genius in it. These folks aren't professional writers, right? They're not trained to write. They didn't go to, you know, university and study tons of English and grammar and all the world literature and all the greats and Shakespeare. And, you know, they, they didn't do that, but they have this natural ability and this innate ability to tap into something that is 
powerful and they have a, a, a this, this special talent of using words that like move you and really share some like poignant and powerful moments in their lives and their hopes and their dreams and like what they've been through and what they hope like you know is, is on the other side for them when they come out of whatever their current situation is and I think to me, that is so indicative of that population that we often forget about. Like, they still got dreams. They have talent. They still have wishes and hopes. And they they still deserve to be heard. And they still deserve to, like, have an opportunity to, you know, make a career at writing if that's what they want or use their writing to express themselves, you know, and hopefully it makes it on a large format where it gets shared around the world. I tell every college class that I talk to that writing is the most important skill for jobs that you'll never think about in the internet. Like people don't even think to put, I'm a good writer yeah. on a resume, but for literally anything you do, people need fast, good writers who can express themselves yeah. well. So you're, you're setting them up for a career in anything. It doesn't even have to be writing, but the fact that they're able to pursue a creative outlet that is also therapeutic I think is really rare I mean it's it's rare for especially young boys period in any circumstance to be celebrated for communicating their feelings to be celebrated for talking about their vulnerabilities Erlina and I were just talking about that on the show this morning how difficult it is to find space for for young men especially um, to have that kind of openness it it must be even more um, impactful when it's done in a space like incarceration. Yeah, you know, we, I, I say we, but Inside Out Writers has actually been doing this program for over 20 years in Los Angeles and, and actually throughout the state now. And to your point, um, it, it is insanely fulfilling and like, again, like mad inspiring just to witness these young folks realize that they have something in them and they have this ability and this talent that they probably didn't even recognize and didn't even realize themselves. And then all of a sudden, you know, one of the coolest, one of my coolest, one of my most favorite rather moments uh, in the podcast is actually none of the, none of our writers, um, and we have both men and women on the podcast who are who were formerly incarcerated or currently incarcerated, and none of them actually knew that a celebrity was going to read their piece. So Walter Thompson Hernandez, wow. our host, who's from Los Angeles, uh, himself was arrested quite a few times as it, in his younger years as a youth in L.A., uh, ended up going to Harvard, ended up writing for the New York Times, ended up writing a book called Compton Cowboys. Like he's just in a, a special soul himself, but he played all the celebrities reading our writers writing to them and they were hearing it for the first time. And that is one of my favorite parts of this podcast is all of their reactions. Because mm. most of them, I'm probably the only one where they were like, who is this? I don't know this. <laughs> who, who, Jay, who? But literally everyone else, like you could hear them scream. Like some of them literally scream when they hear people read, read their, read their, uh, read their work. Taylor screamed when she heard Issa. Uh, uh, Jimmy screamed when he heard Randall Park. Our other Jimmy Valdez screamed when he heard Legend. Like it was really, it was amazing. Someone was like Jesse, Witt, like someone kept saying, "Is that Jesse Williams from Grey's Anatomy?" 
like from the TV show <laughs> Grey's Anatomy, like like literally someone repeated it like five times. I don't know if it made the edit, but somebody repeated it like five times. Like it that was such a powerful moment and such a cool moment to see all of our writers have and and felt still seen and feel heard and feel like somebody, you know, not only wanted to listen to their writing, but those folks also wanted to uplift and push them out. Um, and, and that, that, that is, is really, really cool. I mean, this is kind of a cool moment. I mean, other than the pandemic and, and whatnot, obviously um, that is not cool. Um, but, but one of the cool things about this pandemic year plus um, is seeing just young creatives of color taking up space and doing stuff. So one of the things that I, I saw a lot of last summer during the racial reckoning um, is a lot of uh, black entertainment entertainers, young entertainers early in their careers um, being really outspoken, um, going to marches, um, making sure that they were using their platforms. Um, as somebody who's you know, in that space, because there were several of your fellow cast members, um, you, I know, mm -hmm. went to protests, um, and, you know, there was just so much energy uh, last summer um, through to this year in the racial reckoning. Do you feel like it's, you have a responsibility as a creative, or is it just something that you are, maybe you would be passionate about these things anyway, no matter what your job is? I think, you know, I'll say when it comes to like incarceration and, and our very um, uh, uh, difficult to navigate justice system, if you will, uh, yeah. I have, I've had mm -hmm. plenty of family members who've been incarcerated, uh, some who are currently incarcerated. So I think for me, that has always been a thing. Like it's always been on my heart because of that. You know, I've, I have watched folks in my family very close come home and not have opportunities and mm -hmm. struggle because of it and how you know not only do they wish they had opportunities when they came out and they have more support but like they wish they had more support while they were in as well um and so i think that for me this is like in my smallest tiniest possible way like i feel like i'm i'm giving back and i'm hopefully helping someone who could be like some of my cousins and uncles uh, and hopefully deterring them from having to revisit or having to go back and finding something inside themselves that they can use out in the world uh, to, to go start a new life. Um, but, I, you know, uh, to the other part of your question, like, yeah, man, like to me, I don't know, like I, I'll, people always ask, like, what's the, like, what's your definition of success or what do you think success is or whatever and to me this almost goes in line with your with your question a little bit like I feel like I've been very fortunate and very blessed and and have been able to get to where I'm at in my life and I, I feel like part of what I was sent here to do with this if this calling of like filmmaking and television is to be able to like reach my hand back and bring people in the room with me like I can't give people jobs you know, I'm not there in my life, but like, I can definitely bring people in a room that they often don't get in. And hopefully their talent will shine through and people will want to work with them in some way that changes their lives for the good. And so I think like that, that is 100% a part of 
my journey in, in television and filmmaking and, and in podcasting as well. I love that. We've, we've all been through this experience where we all had to, to turn really inward. And I think, at least I, I hope it made a lot of us think about how we want to turn outward with whatever capacity we have to do that. Now that you're moving around the world again, do you have any advice for people coming out of pandemic, how you handled it um, and, and what you're thinking about as you sort of reemerge? Um, yeah, I mean, you know, understand that we've all been through uh, a year of trauma um, and we're all figuring it out in different ways. And I think, you know, I'm sure you guys have heard this before and I'm sure your listeners have heard this before, but like sometimes you just got to meet people where they are. Um, and everybody's doing the best. We're all trying to come through it together and figure it all out. Obviously, stay safe and stay in, you know, what, what makes you think keep doing those things. Don't compromise that. Um, but, yeah, you know, I think it's, it's wild to see folks come out of this. You know, some folks are busting out like, hey, I've been rich. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and then some folks are still like, yo, I'm in my bubble. I'm not coming out. So, that's, like, the range that's, is so that's wide. <laughs> that's me. You know? I was like, and I, feel like you I don't know, y'all. People where they're at. <laughs> exactly. I mean, we talk about it every morning. Like, I'm, I, you know, I did the one, I did, like, one big moment where I went out and I went to a place where they were strangers. And I was like, oh, no, I'm not ready for strangers, um, you know, especially <laughs> in the context of all the trauma we've experienced. And, and yeah. you know, I, it's hard. I mean, we're, we're all sort of transitioning through it. We have two minutes. So what yeah. is going to happen with Lawrence and Get Issa? Get out of here. And Get out of here. Thank you. Just, like, full, just tell us. We won't tell anyone else. Blink twice if they wind up <laughs> You know what? I'll tell you what's going to happen. Lawrence is going to be best man at Chad, Chad's wedding. And Chad is going to be marrying Kelly, where Issa will be the maid of honor. (laughs) Okay. Okay. That's it. And then they're going to adopt Simone, which is Tiffany and Derek's kid, because (laughs) they decide they don't want their kid anymore. That's it. That's how it is. That's That is a long journey from where we began. That is a long journey. Journey. I mean, but, uh, but in all seriousness, um, Insecure has been a very fun, fun five seasons. Um, and I mean, okay, we have one minute. Uh, just talk about Lawrence in the last minute because he's gone on his own personal journey, which has been fun to see because I actually know a lot of Black men have gone on that journey or I've observed yeah other other men going on that journey so just talk about sort of it the show is called insecure because of Issa's character but in a lot of ways what I've learned over the four seasons is that Lawrence was dealing with a lot of that insecurity as well yeah I mean I think all our characters were dealing with it and I hope that like you know the journey of this is so much like all of our journeys we're like Mm -hmm. you know you look back over three four five years of your life and you're like oh man I grew so much and that thing that I used to you know, care about or be insecure about, or, you know, I used to lose sleep about, like, it doesn't, it doesn't mean as much anymore. Or I've overcome that or, you know, whatever that is. And I think that's a similar journey for, for, for Lawrence. I say all the time, like, I feel Lawrence went from like literally boys to men um, from the time <laughs> we met him 
to, to where he's at in life. And I think that happens so much to men in their 30s. Like, I really believe that that is a part of the journey in some ways. And there's obviously, obviously different things that, like, kind of kick that journey off. But I, I do think that, like, we watched him grow up a little bit and watched him really get comfortable with who he is as a person and kind of understand, you know, where he's been at fault and where his insecurities have gotten the best of him and then also understand, like, you know, where, where his strengths lie and his loyalties lie and, 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 you know, what he really wants out of life. And so it's, it's been an amazing journey for sure. And I'm grateful for the character. And we're People grateful very for passionate. all of you for giving us <laughs> about, about your character. I mean, people get really upset about it. It's Angry. a very heated thing, especially on Black Twitter. But anyway, um, <laughs> it's, been, it's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure to chat. Yeah, um, so thank you. Thank you so much. you enjoying Croatia? Because I, I, yes. I was like, what is there? I'm like, I'm like, I just have so many Beautiful. questions. I, I'm just very, I'm into traveling. So I always have questions. Water, about beaches, them. food, um, all the things that, that are in other places. But I mean, you'll love you know, it. yeah, like anywhere. You'll get a on a plane, you'll get on a plane and you'll love it. All right. Croatia, <laughs> we'll adding, it, adding it to the list of things. Thank you, Jay, for, for taking the time. Yeah, for sure. All right, thank you guys. Have the podcast one. is, you too. The podcast is written off. It debuts today, July 14th. Thank you so much, Jay Ellis. Thanks for listening to the Signal Boost podcast. We'll be back tomorrow with more news.